Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken, and I'm your host this evening. And I have the wonderful Monique with me. I am so <laughs> delighted. Monique is just a new member of Mountain Mamas. Um, well, that's super new. You've come on some stuff in the I'm past. new-ish. New-ish. <laughs> I'm new adjacent. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, we were so excited to bring her here and share some stories with you, specifically with Mountain Mamas. Some of you guys have been wondering, like, what kind of things we actually do. And so we just had our winter retreat here in January of 2023. We had a snowshoe part of our activity up in Cedar Breaks National Park. And then we also went down to St. George afterwards and had rappelling and rock climbing and some other fun things as part of our retreat. Anyway, so Monique is going to share some of her thoughts with um, some of that experience and what that was like, because there was some big, hairy, scary stuff that she overcame. So we're so delighted to have her. Um, she's originally born in Washington, currently lives in West Valley, which is my hometown. Yeah. Yes. Valley. <laughs> yes, the West Side. Um, she's been married for 28 years this summer to her man, Troy. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And then you are a retired hairdresser. Yes, I was retired. Now I just do my early retirement job and work at Salon Centric, which is like a supplier to the cosmetologist. Oh, nice. You just yeah, work the other side of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. How do you like it? Yeah, I love it. It's great. I get to interact with people and I don't know. I just, I still like it. Oh, sometimes it's nice. You're like, I don't have to be on my feet all the time. Uh -huh. But I'm still in the industry, and exactly. I'm still helping people. Exactly. Oh, that's great. And then a fun fact about you, you lived in Germany for eight years. Yes. So I moved over there, went through middle school there and high school. What brought you over there? So my dad was in the military, mm -hmm. but got out of the military, had a government service job there. So we got to stay there for a lot longer than the average person would. Yeah. We also typically lived on the economy with the Germans. Mm -hmm. My mom very much ha had like German friends and didn't want to live on post. Uh -huh. So we got a little different experience than the average person that went over there. Oh my gosh. The yeah, I loved it. So I you lived absolutely there, loved it. You said junior high, high school, high school. and then... Uh, my mom made me promise that I would get back on a plane to come back to the U.S. because they left six months before I did. I stayed there six months to finish high school oh. and live with a friend. <laughs> so actually, I think I was there earlier. I think I might have been there for a little bit of my elementary, too, at the very end. Oh, wow. So yeah, you so spoke so, German, obviously. Ich kann ein bisschen Deutsch sprechen. No, it's, I've forgotten most of it. So <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> That's so cool. So yeah. have you gone back again? Only once did we go back because I married into a very Swedish family. Mm -hmm. My husband is the first generation born here. So we went back for a family reunion to like meet the uncles and the cousins and all that. During that time, we had a free weekend and we went down into Germany. I had not seen Berlin the whole time I lived there. So we went down to see that. Mm -hmm. And um, so it gave me another taste of it. But I'm sure that on the horizon somewhere there'll be another time because it is true. You leave your heart in Heidelberg. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's true. I have loved I've been to Germany a few times and it's just oh, the people. And like you're saying, every town is different. Berlin's different from Munich. Yeah, I mean, they're all just so different, the countryside yeah, and the mountains. Very and much so. Yeah. 
But southern Germany is where my heart is, Mm. obviously. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's one of my favorite places, too. Oh, that's so cool. So I wanted you to share this this experience that you had at the retreat. Um, I know there were some really hard things that you kind of went through and kind of what was the process for all that? Okay, so can I pre can I preface this with my ride to the retreat? Yes. Okay, so my ride to the retreat was uh, surprised me because I panicked. I had almost like a little panic attack, like I was hyperventilating, I was crying because I was anxious about going and riding with people that I didn't know, except for Erica. I had met her once before and I knew she was friendly. And I was like, <laughs> okay, there is a friendly face in there, but the thought of being trapped, you know, not having an out, what if it's a horrible experience? And right. I kind of talked myself down and I'm like, hey, this could be amazing. You're already panicking panicking over something that hasn't happened yet. And if you turn around now, you're going to deny yourself something that could be a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. So I like calmed myself down, did some deep breathing, kept on going, showed up. It was fabulous. <laughs> Got there. Never snowshoed in my life. And for you listeners, I'm a very, let's say, fluffy person. I'm not like one of these little athletes like a lot of the mountain mamas are. I'm on the plus side of things. <laughs> and so I was also anxious. She is gorgeous, oh, I have to you. say. You were also very tall. Like I feel yeah, like you... Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm 5'11". <laughs> so I was nervous that I wouldn't be able to perform or do some of the things mm-hmm. that I wanted to do just out of my capabilities, right? Mm-hmm. So I was nervous about that. So we did snowshoeing, had the best time. Mm-hmm. It was it was a lot of work, but you, I felt like I was on top of the world. I had let it slip to, I can't remember if it was you mm-hmm. or somebody else that on my bucket list was this <laughs> propelling. Mm-hmm. And so I let it slip and word got out. And then the next day... And not only was repelling on your bucket list, but it was one of the scariest things you yeah, ever... That was like something you it's, were it's, terrified yeah, to I'm do. I'm terrified of heights. So I, I thought if I could conquer this or do this, I don't like things that I'm afraid of. Right, right. I don't want to ever go walk through life and say I can't do something out of fear. So even though it's terrifying, I wanted, I knew I wanted to make myself do it at some point, but I was kind of throwing it out into the universe, like at a later point in my life. <laughs> in 10 years. In 10 years. <laughs> little did I know this was the year, this was the weekend. <laughs> However, I just kind of let it slip. So we get to the house afterwards and somebody says oh I heard you wanted to do this I was like oh yeah you know in passing like oh yeah at some point and they're like no repelling this whatever rock would be a good Dixie Dixie rock rock in St. George Utah Utah would Mm -hmm. be a fabulous like beginner repel (laughs) anyway um so I thought yo there's gonna be a little loophole here I'm too heavy perhaps I didn't rent equipment. Um, There were a few excuses that I kind of made up that there were no loopholes. Those loopholes got shut down very quickly. (laughs) Like very, oh no, no, I have some gear. Well, I didn't sign up for this um, part of the retreat. Oh, that's not a problem. Just come and watch. I'm like, okay. So I went and I have to tell you, I still get emotional when I think about it. I think about that moment. I 
have such a love for those women. And they were wonderful. Everybody was so supportive. So let's set the scene for our, like, so this is a, it was a beautiful day. It was gorgeous. It was a bluebird day. Mm -hmm. And we had been up here where we hadn't gotten a lot of sun. It was up in, yeah, up, up in Salt Lake up area. Up in Salt Lake area. So we were down in St. George. We're on top of this rock. It is gorgeous. We had Earlier in the day, we had um, e-biked up Snow Canyon, mm -hmm. which was exhilarating. Mm -hmm. Like, I loved every minute of it. As a side note, I like to mountain bike. So for me, that was fabulous. Mm -hmm. That was right in my wheelhouse. There was no fear involved. That was all like Colgate grin the whole time. <laughs> so then we go back to the house. We get lunch. We talk about gear. And then we go. Mm -hmm. And we hike up this to hike up on top of this rock, I had a moment where just the most basic climbing of it, there was I like panicked. A, there's I think, like little footholds in yeah. it, but there's a drop off on the right. Mm -hmm. And if you had stumbled, you might have fallen it's off of It's probably about, this, yeah, like a 20 foot little drop off. And these drop. are beautiful red rock sandstone. Yeah. They're kind of smooth. Hills. They're not like a, it's not a sharp, hard cliff. There's like, it's kind of soft and rounded. Mm -hmm. I panicked. Even there, I almost cried. Like I was, I, I, I did tear up. I was having tears. I mm -hmm. was panicked. Got up on top of the rock. But, but even before I got to the top, you women were so amazing. Like I could have just reached out and kissed you. <laughs> like I, so much love, so much support. It was amazing. I got to the top of the rock watched people do it so we went there on this rock dixie rock has two repel well actually has multiple ones but um so we have done this before and that's why i like this will be perfect for you guys and i was like then <laughs> i knew that like you monique and there was actually like two or three other gals that were like brand new or it's been like a long time i mean like how often do women molly, go repelling? i think molly was one of them like uh -huh. she had never done it before yeah she was a rock star <laughs> So you were in a good company. It was a group of about 12 women we had in the afternoon group. And I think about like almost half of you were pretty new. And then the other half were actually pretty experienced women who've been doing this for a while because everyone loves rappelling. And so we usually do it a couple times a year for Mountain Mamas. And most of them, their experience has only been through Mountain Mamas, like just oh, doing it with us from, uh, okay. since we've been doing it for the last seven years since we started. And so... Like, they seem veterans, but it's just because we've been just doing... They're just like you, only like six or whatever years ago. And so... But that was the other half. So these gals were pretty experienced, and they've been doing this. They knew... They were assistant guides, so they knew how to fire them in belay and, and, and set up some anchors and stuff. So it was a really good ratio, I thought. So like you're saying, you did have a lot of cheerleaders. Of I feel like it was a, it's a good group because you have women who are empathetic, who are like, I am with you. I am terrified too. And then you have women that are like, you got this girl. I was that, like, I was you like a year ago. Or, you know, I just had somebody crew. say that to me, actually. <laughs> they said that, that they were panicked the first time they did it. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly how they felt. Mm -hmm. I have this unreal phobia of heights though. And so it wasn't just a normal fear. Like I used to feel like if I got anywhere near an edge, an unseen force was just going to pull me over. Wow. Like I used to get vertigo. Like that's how bad it was. I would get like spinning or see stars mm -hmm. or feel like I was going to pass out or it's just, it was not normal. Mm -hmm. Yikes. So 
you know, we're up there and these and women have, are doing Had that it. come from anything in your past or anything? I don't know. I've always been afraid of heights. And you're like, oh, wow. Something you know, when you were two. Or <laughs> you know, what's funny is I did 23 and Me, and I did not know that there's a genetic component. Oh, really? I had no idea. <laughs> and, and you have that component mm-hmm. that just, yeah, makes yeah, you a little nervous. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the, on top of all that. On okay. top of all that. But you guys were so encouraging. And watching these women do it and then them being so encouraging, I thought, okay, now is the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we do that on purpose. Like we actually, um, we because ha- repelling is always kind of a little freak. Even for me, like who's done it forever, like your brain is just like, this is natural. I know. It's like every ounce of your body is like. Self-preservation. Do not <laughs> lean back and over the abyss. Like, just don't do it. It's not good. Make any sense. It no. Make it, no. <laughs> so we usually, I like to have like a woman who's pretty experienced go first. And that's kind of what we did with your Because it looks all nice and I quick. I know. And you're easy. like, okay. So she's, you're just like, okay, your brain at least is like, this is something that somebody it. can do. And look, they're not afraid. And that's kind of like, you're like, you see how you're, you're supposed to stand and sit and all that kind of stuff. And, and you're like, okay. And they made it down. And I feel like mentally it helps. It does. Um, and you're like, okay, she made it down. She was safe. And then that's then I like to bring in a beginner and then kind of go every other to kind of like, you know, get things going. The so. one thing that they kept saying is to have your feet wide, the wide stance. And mm-hmm. so that was like very much diet. See, I'm looking. I'm try- For you listeners out there, I'm literally sitting here with a wide stance. <laughs> like it was drilled into me. <laughs> but it, I tried it. I started to. Mm-hmm. You so we had got me, you, you yeah. got me all rigged up. I'm on the edge. I'm leaning back. And I think I take a couple steps back, like a step or two, and then I freak, have a complete meltdown, like full-blown meltdown. And then I just leaned forward, got on my knees, and I was like, I don't, I don't think I can do this. And I have to tell you, this lovely woman right here, <laughs> she must have seen in me that I really wanted to do it, even though I was so freaked out out like beyond like you must have seen in me that I really wanted it even though I was saying I don't think I can do this mm-hmm. and you had an ace up your sleeve you said how about we repel next to you mm-hmm. and, and that a- was that's what did it because <laughs> we had you I had you on a top belay already so I was already busy like I couldn't detach myself because that's how I usually I usually would go with somebody. Yeah. But I was already um, belaying you from above, and it was so cool that you had already kind of knew Erica, yeah. the same Erica that you mentioned in the carpool. Like she was one of our assistant guides, and I asked her to come. I'm like, Erica, do you want to just repel next to her? Because when we set up our repels, we always set them up um, that we have an extra line to use for this very reason. It's the whole, and you were the only one we ever needed it for the whole day, but we set it up for that very reason. Isn't that so cool? It's very, very cool (laughs) because you made the magic happen. It was already ready to go. And and you know what's strange? Anytime people say, do not look down, I always look down. (laughs) And not once during this whole time did I ever look down. Mm -hmm. Not once. But Erica being right next to me was amazing. She's amazing, by the way. I The woman's great. Mm-hmm. So we're, wa- we're going over the edge and I'm I kind of, as soon as I make my way over, I realize, oh my word, 
I'm, I'm actually doing this. <laughs> like I felt so, I felt on top of the world, mm-hmm. even though I was lowering myself from the top of the world, <laughs> I felt like I could, com- I could do anything. But then of course I had like another panic or my asthma. I have really bad asthma. So mm-hmm. I, I forgot that in extreme situations, it can cause you an asthma attack. Mm-hmm. And so I started to panic because I couldn't breathe. And I didn't know that you could lock both of them out. And so she was like, hey, do you want us to lock it out so they can hold you for a minute? Oh, yeah, because the fireman belay from below, she can just pull the rope and And it'll stop you. she did. And so I could catch my breath. Nice. And gather myself and then keep going down. Mm -hmm. And then I think she had to do it like twice or so because (laughs) I just couldn't. I didn't even think I needed to use my inhaler beforehand. Of course. I know. I haven't been that (laughs) insane amount of fear. It was pretty intense. But afterwards, honestly, I felt like I could accomplish anything. I really did. I, To be honest with you, anything else after that, like if you can accomplish your worst fear, like you can handle anything life throws at you at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. You're just like, I have been to the darkest place in my soul like, yeah. and come out alive and kicking and oh my gosh. Sure. Yeah. What was that like? Like. It felt like the biggest adrenaline rush you've ever had in your entire <laughs> life. And then you wanted to pinch yourself like, oh, did I just do that? Then I climbed back up on the rock. Mm-hmm. The one that I freaked out on trying to climb up, climbed back up there and helped cheer on other women that were doing it. Mm-hmm. And that to me felt really good because mm-hmm. I felt like, it felt like being able to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a picture that somebody took, and I I cherish it. And it's the women on the rock. I'm getting geared up, and I'm trying, like I'm trying to make my way over that first, like right over the edge. And their women are all making a heart sign over their head. One is making an M for Michigan because I lived in Michigan for a very very <laughs> long time. And a lot of them are making hearts. Mm-hmm. And it was the most wonderful thing. Like, they were just pouring out their love to me. And I, it, it helped. It really did help. Oh, my gosh. It was, this, it was an out, physical and verbally outpouring yes, of love. very much so. That, yeah. Like, you could, it was incredible. Don't assume the worst is going to happen. If you um, back out or you don't do the thing, you're robbing yourself and others of an amazing experience. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Because I felt like even if I accomplished it, let's say I went to this retreat and I tried to do the repel. What if one of those women were fearful and backed out and I didn't have that? It wouldn't have been the same experience for me without them there. And you needed them to help you. I needed them. I need, I really needed them. It was Mm -hmm. like a sisterhood and I really needed them. (laughs) So if someone was, uh, there were plenty of other people that hadn't done it that day. Mm-hmm. And if they weren't there either, it would have been a completely different experience. Yeah. So it's not you're just robbing yourself of a an experience. You're robbing other people of a an experience as of well. Of the gift of your love that you would, mm-hmm. or whatever you would be giving to them. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, it changes it. That's the only other thing. Oh, that's beautifully said. <laughs> I want to say afterwards when your sister came up, Marilyn, when uh-huh. Marilyn came up, I told her, I said... I, I'm pretty sure I was bawling, <laughs> but I told her I have nothing but love for you guys. Like mm. to be able to amass this many women it, that are very 
welcoming and open and supportive. And the other thing I realized is you guys set the tone for it. You really do. You set the tone. And when you set the tone, if everyone's accepted, everyone's loved, everyone has value here, guess what? Everyone else shines that back at everyone else. And it's just, it's an amazing feeling that you don't get often in today's world. Right. And so for me, that was just something I just, I, I'm pretty sure I squeezed your sister too hard. <laughs> It's totally, I'm, that's exactly why we do all this. Like you're yeah. saying, like, I feel like, like it's women empowering women to adventure. That's not just a catchphrase. Like, like the whole point is not just women having adventures, but that they not only are able to feel empowered by doing adventure, like you're saying, but then they can go back and help other women just like you did. Like you could go back and cheer Molly and the other gals that were like, like doing scary, hard things. You're like, girl, I've been there. I did it. It was, you know, yeah. and, and that, I think that's the whole idea. Like we have all our guides are volunteers because they're women who are just like, you like, you could be a volunteer you could be a guide next year. Like, it's just it's the just... coolest thing. Cause it's just, and that I feel like has created like a group of women who aren't necessarily like the athletes and then the ones who aren't or like whatever. It's like, we are all trying new things all the time. And once we figure it out, then we go back and you teach the next woman, you know, when we do canyoneering trips, it's kind of like, um, like kind of like our repelling where um, the guide will teach the first person the skill, like this is how you get over this part. And then you tell the next person and then you all help each other in and like you are teaching as you're learning. And, and, and with repelling, a lot of times once you repel down, we have you fireman belay the next person and you're the one who's the backup for. And so it's just like this big process of just like you're saying, just helping each other. Like, yeah, that's, you want to give I'm back. I'm so glad you feel that. Oh, I'm so glad. I, yeah, I felt that. And I, especially on the other face of the rock. So for the listeners, there's like the beginner side or the easier side. And then there's the other side of the rock that's of Dixie Rock where it's a longer drop and it's a sharper yeah. corner. I guess yeah, you edge. go over edge. And it's where the I worked Dixie. That has like yeah, the white Dixie, Dixie letters. And it's slick and there's a highway there. So there's a lot more noise, a lot more action. More people are getting on the rock. And I remember like Rocio and Dominique were going and Rocio was a little nervous. Mm -hmm. And I was like, girl, you got this. <laughs> like I just watching them, watching Pam, like Kara. There were just like so many women I can't remember everybody's name, <laughs> but I just adored them all. Like, it was just lovely, lovely, oh. lovely. And I love that it was women. Like, I think there's something to that. Very much so. It's like a sisterhood. And I feel <laughs> like is. you're kind of like the unsung heroes. You're not like when you think about, I'm going to go do a rappel trip or something. You don't imagine like just this real, this whole crew of women that are just ready to. You don't imagine you know. the feeling. You imagine the fear. <laughs> I I mean, I personally very much imagine the fear. You don't imagine the feeling of being enveloped by all that support and love. Mm -hmm. That's what you don't imagine. And I don't know if you feel that because you're the guide <laughs> and you're the one that's done it many, many times. But when you're coming from my side of things, it's your first time doing it. Yeah. It very much, that was my experience. I don't know if it's everyone's experience, oh. 
But that very much was my experience. Mm -hmm. And to see your face up there, like you were just always, I mean, I met you once before on a skiing thing, (laughs) but we like, you know, I didn't, we didn't interact a huge amount, Mm -hmm. but to see your face up there, just, I'm like, okay, she's not going to steer me wrong. Hey, we got you, girl. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that you were just willing to like figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah. Some people would be like, I don't want to bother with this. Like it's too much work or it's this or that. And you were like, no, I I think you saw in me, I really wanted it and you Mm -hmm. made it happen. And I love that about you. I know. Well, you are a woman of courage. Like the all the things that you tell me that you already do, you already downhill ski like weekly and mountain bike. And, and even if you weren't doing outdoorsy things, it's more just like the energy that you have, like, you know, it's in your soul. Like, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have the courage. I feel like so many women, I mean, we all do. And it's just finding that little bit of courage that's in you to do whatever do hard, scary, big thing out there. And everybody's hard, scary, big thing is different, Mm -hmm. but it's still hard, hard, scary, and big to them. Absolutely. And I think we have to remember that and recognize Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And I, gosh, you wish that everyone had facing all that darkness and scariness that you have that crew of people that are cheering you on and that love you and are like, Mm -hmm. you got this. It's, we know this, you know, we know it's going to be hard and scary and big for you, but you can do it. We know you can. But one thing I wanted to comment on too was the night before we had, you guys had Ember come and speak Mm -hmm. and it was on self-compassion, self-compassion, but a component of that self-compassion is not listening to that inner voice that is telling you all the negative bad things. And when you're in that moment of fear, you're only thinking the negative, the bad. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking the positive and what could happen, what the good thing that can come. Yeah. And if you only listen to that negative and that bad, then guess what? You'll never know the other side of it. Yeah. You're only going to stay in that negative mode. You have to be able to like not listen to it, shut it down and say, this could be amazing. Mm-hmm. And let's explore that. Yeah. I feel she called it like your self-critic. And your self and your cheerleader. Yeah. And I feel like so many times, yeah, we don't let that cheerleader come out and cheer for us and be like, exactly. you got this girl. And mm-hmm. I mean, and a cheerleader can say, yeah, it's scary. I validate that. But yeah. yes, there, there is, like you're saying, this is going to be amazing. Could be, and, you could own this. This yes! could be amazing. This could be a real thing that makes you feel confidence. Mm-hmm. Especially when you do something like that, the amount of confidence you have afterwards is pretty big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How have you felt since? Like, I have felt like, okay, what else can I do? (laughs) And the funny, the funny thing is, I thought, oh, I wonder if there's another repelling one because I only (laughs) did it once, and I feel like I want to own it. Like, I feel like I want to do it, and I want to own it. I think there's Mm -hmm. always going to be for me a little bit of trepidation, Mm -hmm. but I probably shouldn't have a meltdown beforehand. (laughs) You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, I feel like I want to own it a little bit. So. That I sh- now that I've put that on the in the out in the universe, I'm sure that's gonna happen. <laughs> and it'll be at your pace. Like yeah. my amazing husband has this theory, and it came specifically from repelling. But he said, the first time is scary, second time is okay, third time is awesome. Then the fourth time you get cocky and get hurt. <laughs> okay, well there's that. <laughs> but but there's some truth to like like you're saying like the first time. You're just worrying about fear and not dying. And then, and this pertains to so many things that are new. And then the second time you're like, okay, I'm kind of figuring out how this works. 
And then like by the third time you're like, okay, I know I I'm not going to die. I know how this works. And now I can just enjoy myself and have the experience, you know? Exactly. And I feel like, yeah. So I'm like, give yourself a few times and you'll, I it'll know. be. Maybe I'll like get some elbow pads and knee pads. You do whatever you, know, you do. Whatever. <laughs> do whatever you need to do. <laughs> I know we do. Oh yeah, we'll do. Some bubble wrap. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that also, is, I've learned that like, Whenever you're learning something new, it doesn't necessarily have to be that you are going to be the best at that thing. But as a guide, my goal for everyone is that you want to try it again. So whether like we especially repelling is an interesting thing because we see a, a huge range of like women in fear and skill level and like all things. And so if I have a woman who just comes on the trip and stands at the bottom of the repel and just is there and that's like the biggest thing that she can do. That's awesome. You know, if we have a woman who gets at the top and maybe that's where as far as she gets. But if we have a woman and like, and then like you, like make it over the edge and get down and like, like mm -hmm. it's whatever that level is for the woman that at the end of the day, she wants to try it again. Like that's what I feel is a successful trip. Like yeah. no matter what it is. Yeah. Wait, shout out to Shayla for bringing um, her husband's harness. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what I used. Oh, yay. And it fit perfectly. You look fantastic. I, I was like, I think I might be too fluffy for a harness. She's like, oh, no, I think I have one for you. Yeah, I absolutely. Like, I was like, ooh, that loophole just got closed. Okay. <laughs> we take else. care of everybody, no matter I what. It. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, so what, did, what would you advice would you have for women out there who are thinking of doing big, scary things or having these blocks? Like, okay. Big, scary things. Just go to Mountain Mamas. Go to one of their things. Because honestly, I couldn't even fathom or imagine doing this in any other group. Yeah. I really, I firmly stand behind that. There's there's no other way I would have done this. For sure. But I also feel like, go and try. Go and try what is, what is your thing you're interested in but are afraid of. And seek out people who can help you with it. Because... Life, for me, life is all about experiences. I really, I love experiences. And if you know my niece or any of my family, like anybody, we're always like, okay, what are we going to do on this trip? Let's go do here. Let's try this. Let's, we're all about experiences. Mm -hmm. And I, it makes me sad to think that people might not try things in their life. And go through life and not have those experiences. Those are things that I look back on in my I'm. Just so you guys know, I'm like 50. I'm about to be 51. Oh my so, word, you do not look it. Holy I, cow. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be like 51. A 40. No, I'm 50. <laughs> I have the miles to prove it. I um I feel like you don't want to get to the end of your life and have regret. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to people, oh, wait, you do this for a living. Mm -hmm. You work with people at the end of their life. Yeah, the I hospice about nurse. That. Hospice yeah. nurse. Mm -hmm. So I've read different things, and people say one of their big things is regret at the mm -hmm. end, where they didn't do or they didn't say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm. This is all about the doing. Mm -hmm. But I also like to say when I when I think something, I like to say it, especially when I want to let people know like how much they mean to me or that sort of thing, because life is short. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Life is very short. It can be short. And you don't ever want to let time go by without living your life full to its fullest. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I am. 
Yep. So. I've learned that many times through my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And just like, you never know. Like every moment is so precious. Every moment is so precious. And if you think you can't do something, well, guess what? I guess you can't because you won't even try. Yeah. Like you have to at least try. I you think. are the one I feel like that puts up the barriers more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Even socially, like I was nervous coming. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I slept in a bunk room. With a bunch of women that I did not know. <laughs> right. I did not know. They are wonderful. Mm-hmm. You just have to put yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. And you will feel that there's so much love. Yeah. And compassion in the world. And mm. adventure. And adventure. <laughs> adventure. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Monique. I'm yeah, so glad that you came. And um, we had just been talking and I, I just wanted to capture your story. Because what you had accomplished was so powerful. And I feel like it would be so meaningful to so many people. And so thank you. You are very welcome. Well, to hear more fun, inspiring stories from wonderful women like Monique, um, click the subscribe button. And I don't know. I feel like just give your friend a hug. and (laughs) Hug someone out there. We are so glad to have you join us. Feel free to check us out online at mountainmama.org, M-T-M-A-M-A-S. Org and join us for adventures if that's your thing. Um, if not, just get out there and try something new. Thank you so much, Monique. You're <laughs> welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. That's it for today's adventure. Join us next time. And as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains. <laughs>